the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Back at 706, final hour of the show, man. Can you believe it? If you weren't with us in the first two hours, make sure you grab those podcasts. And I want to say it right now because so often I run out of show and then I get to that last little bit of fun goodbye and, and I never squeeze it in. I just want to thank the show producer, Luis Gonzalez, for the fine work he does. The show just runs seamlessly. And no matter how much or how little audio I send him, it's just bang, zoom, done, perfect. And it's really, really cool. So, Lewis, thank you very, very much. I, I appreciate it. It's You have really been here very long, and he's really a pro. Been very excited, too, about our next guest. As you know, in the first hour, we had Ronna McDaniel. She's the newly reelected chair of the RNC, and we, uh, we talked about past, present, and future. Hopefully, you got a different impression, a different take about who she is, why she's there, and um, what we can accomplish with her since she will be the chair for the next two years. And then last hour, just a surprise, and the first interview in Colorado of the second person to enter the race for the Republican presidency and also my good friend Steve Laffey. I'm telling you, the man is dead serious. That should be an interesting race to watch. He's moving to New Hampshire, and he knows how to do on-the-ground politics. And listen, the dude is self-made. He's got the dough to make it so. Interesting uh, contrast between him and Donald J. Trump, the only other contender right now. And now we're bringing it home locally. And I said this as we were going out of the last hour that uh, just literally the toughest human being I know uh, and a big heart. He's a former Marine sergeant from the 3rd Battalion, 7th Marines, India Company, infantry squad leader from Colorado, worked for years as a security contractor with missions in Afghanistan, Pakistan, Iraq, uh, worked for the CIA's global response staff, over 40 deployments conducted, including the one for which uh, he and others became famous. Uh, sad, sad story. 9-11-2012, a uh, hero of Benghazi. His name is John Tigan. We lovingly call him Tig, and it is now Tig for mayor of Colorado Springs. Tig Tigan joins the show. Welcome back, John. Oh, thanks, man. That was one heck of an introduction, I'll tell you what. Well, I got, <laughs> hey, man, you're running for mayor now, so what the heck? I, <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> but you know somebody's got to do it because you uh, you're you're not uh, you're good at it now. You've done enough of it that you can publicly speak, but it's it's not your thing. And you you're very yeah. you're very understated. Uh, you're not going to tout your own horn. People don't know that you offered you know your own limb for a, a fallen friend and uh, you know other things like that. But to me, that goes to character, and I just think it's important for people to know more than the the movie 13 Hours of Benghazi and that sort of thing when it comes to uh, learning about uh, a candidate for mayor of an important Colorado city like Colorado Springs. Yeah. 
I guess first question for me, Tig, is why? What what made you decide to throw your hat into that ring? It was really the 2020 up until now, just the trampling of a lot of our rights, a lot of our freedoms. Um, them using uh, the, the health department as a, premium, a, a police force to control its own citizens. And, you know, when we uh, did the open up Colorado, up in Denver in 2020, you know, the governor called us all bastards. And it's just that stuff. You know, it's, it's the government forgetting that they work for the people. And it's also the people forgetting that they actually control the government. And for me, it's just getting up in, you know, I could have started off lower, but, you know, I was like, you know, what, let's just do the mayor, you know, start with my own city and, again, try to get to the control back to the give control back to the people. Take it away from that. Take it away from our own government, because, I'm again, I'm not going in there to take power. I'm getting there to take away the power because my kids are going to be growing up here and I don't want them to get arrested by the health department because they're not going to close down for the flu, you know, when they get older or whatever else thing they want to come up with, you know, as we move forward. Um, and we got a lot of, lot of problems that I think, again, just, just in our own police force, I think politics need to get out of the safety of our community. Um, somebody in, in the public office has no, I would say knowledge, true knowledge of how that works and how to really truly keep a city safe because, you know, they're, they're more worried about the budget. They're more, worried about the buildings, the infrastructure. So to me, it's like let, letting the police do their job, let the fire department do their job, let EMT do their job to keep, keep the community safe, and we just make sure that they're provided what, what is needed. Just stuff like that that's lacking. The leadership, the accountability, um, it's just not there anymore at all. It's all gone, in my opinion. Talking with John Tigan, the website is tigformayor.com, tigformayor.com, and I spent a little time on your website John, looking around, and, and I just love the simplicity of it. I've always believed in the powers power of three when I'm writing a legal brief, uh, when I used to write other types of uh, – try to write other types of persuasive papers, uh, read books on persuasion, the power of threes. And you've got three killer issues, power to the people, change the way we govern, and public safety. And nothing's more front and center than public safety. And, and what candidate could ever – Who's who's getting into that race? Ever compete with you for what you've done, the sacrifices you've made in your life, not just for the public safety in Colorado Springs, but for the safety of the world, the safety of America. Um, that's going to be a tough, yeah. tough balancing act for anybody who comes up against you. Yeah, again, and, I, and I'm not here to do it. Uh, I'm here to work with those who are, you know, been in the police force, in the fire department, even with the. Um, the homelessness that's going around. I mean, it's, that's going to be the next major pandemic is what's, I mean, it's, it's feeding from Denver down to Colorado Springs and all they're doing is just displacing it. They're not fixing it. They're not addressing the root cause, which it's going to be, it's, it's addiction and mental health working with other veteran uh, organizations and helping homeless vets. That's, I mean, it's, it's right there. I mean, I've seen it for years and it's just, but all they want to do, they just want to take people off the street or displace them from to a different location um, and again, the more homelessness you have in the community, the more crime you're going to have, and the more crime you have, the less value your property's worth. So it's it's a it's a it's again it's another three. So it's we got to address true causes and come up with true fixes, and not just a band aid. We got to really truly fix what's going on and not sugarcoat it. You Did know, it, it's it's 
But yeah, no, go ahead. No, it's because all you again, all you see is just the sugar coating, and yeah. when you tell the truth, it's going to be ugly. It's going to get ugly when I get in there and I actually start pounding things out. It's you're going to see a lot of the true darkness in our community when I get in. You're not running against an incumbent, so that makes it uh, it's hard to beat incumbents in any political. Uh, battle uh, that's really been proven out over time. We know what the media is going to do. We're going to hear words like militia <laughs> and uh, they already are. Yeah, yeah. Well, talk about that a little bit. Are you getting any? You just announced on Friday. Uh, on, I had to miss your announcement, unfortunately, but uh, but I heard from you that it uh, that it went well. Are you getting any yeah. kind of treatment at all from the media? And talk a little bit about the rollout on no. Friday night. No, I mean, no, it was uh, the Monday when it was the 23rd when you got to be able to get in and put your name on the ballot. Pretty much right on the 24th, after I get everything turned in, they put my name wrong out there. All the petitions, the affidavit uh, were signed in John Tig Tigan. Uh, again, you know, under oath, all the all their legal jargon, they came out with that. And then immediately, um, actually, it was Tuesday, so Thursday, I got a phone call saying that, I was turned in by a local newspaper and a private citizen saying I'm ineligible to be run for mayor. So instead of them proving my guilt that I can't, I had to prove that I'm innocent and yes, I can. So again, right out of the gate, um, we got it all fixed. I had to prove again, I was a, I've been a, a resident of Colorado Springs for over a year. Well, it'll be over a year from April 3rd. So, but just, and then I had uh, the Gazette and pretty much KRDO to get that more slander and defamation for three things that I was never involved with, never had even been a part of. Um, and then the KRDO, pretty much the same thing, just misrepresenting and omitting factual information. Again, that's up that, I mean, it's going to hurt, but I like to fight, so I'll just keep on fighting. So the Gazette, you know, that's supposed to be the conservative view down there in Colorado Springs. I know that yep. uh, and there and there are folks uh, involved in the Gazette that I that I like that I get along with, but it's it's really sort of the establishment uh if, if it is conservative, it's the establishment side of the Republican or conservative movement. Uh and but they came out attacking you right out of the gate, huh? Who yeah, are, Oh yeah, you know. Who are they protecting? Yep. Uh I don't know, maybe the other, you know, people who have been in office for decades, you know, living off taxpayers' money is the only thing I can think of. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I knew it was going to come. I knew it was going to happen. Um, you know, I have an idea of what news agency went in and what private citizen went in. But, again, I'm, I'm not going to say it because I don't know one percent for sure yet. But I'll probably find out when I get into office. Talking with Benghazi war hero Tig Tigan running for mayor, the website is tigformayor.com, tigformayor.com. And uh, and I love some of the uh, images on your website. Tig Tigan Mayor, American Warrior, Warrior for Veterans, keeping sight of your rights with a big, giant rifle scope sight right in the center. And I remember when Sarah Palin, who I actually got to hang out with in Dana Point, California, a couple of weeks ago. That was fun. Uh, second time I've been around her. She's a warrior as well. But she was really hit hard when she had campaign images uh, targeting certain states when she was running for vice president. She was just accused of inciting violence and all of that. <laughs> I don't imagine, Tig, that you plan to take the sights off of any of your campaign signs. Oh, oh, God, no. I mean, again, <laughs> you're going to take away the, the 
the institute that gave us our freedom, the freedoms that I'm actually trying to fight for and give back to the people. Um, you know, it's, it's in the Second Amendment. Why take away something that our founding fathers, again, put it at the very top of us to have? Yeah. And so, it's not for hunting. So, that's right. Not just for hunting. That's yeah. not that's not the God given right that uh, that our founders protected in the Constitution that has held up for, you know, get it. We'll be heading into three hundred years before you and I leave this world, most likely. Pretty yeah, damn sure. cool. Uh, so I, I, I should usually I would look this up before the show. I just did not have time. What's the scheduling down there? How does it work? There are multiple Republicans running, so I assume there's a primary. Is there a runoff? What are the dates and everything no, going on I, down there? I no? don't. I, there's no primaries. Just April fourth. I think who's ever got fifty one percent, and if not, then that's when you do the runoff. Aha. Um, you know the the first uh, formal debate i had not i was not invited to imagine um, imagine that yeah but here's my thing i don't i don't really care if i debate with them or not because i don't need to debate them at all they, they've been doing this for years they've been prepping for it they've been doing it they know how to talk they know how to speak but we're all going to say the same thing but the only thing that i know that they lack is the leadership because you you've seen it. I mean, th- their records have have shown it. They don't have the true leadership. They don't have the true ability to keep people accountable. Because they want to make friends. They want to. Again, I'm not going there to make friends. I'm going there to save our city, to save the future for my kids. Not my future, their future. Because we're already here. It's going to take decades to fix the crap that we're in right now. So it, it, we, I'm doing it for them, not for me. Sure. What What are the top two? I guess you've sort of referenced them, uh, talking about public safety especially, but uh, what are the top two problems that you see that you envision solutions for in Colorado Springs if you become the next mayor there? Again, the biggest thing is accountability, and accountability goes back to them taking taxes for road dues and not using it on the road. They went and they used it on the sidewalks and they built a stadium. Why did they do that? And who is allowing them to do that? The city council down here just uh, voted in another, I forgot the name, it's like retool or something like that, to where it takes away the people's voice on future development. It's part of the city council's opinion does not matter to us no more. Again, it's going back to the government taking control from the people. That's not how it's supposed to be. We have every right to say what happens in our city. So that's, again, it, there's, yeah. Well, you bring up a good point that I wanted to, that I almost forgot to ask you about and we're about out of time so i'm glad that you did it uh there are strong governors that are strong mayors there are weak mayors where city council and a city manager really have the power and a mayor is kind of a figurehead what is the setup in colorado springs if you get elected how much power would you actually have you know they actually have i got to figure that out and i'm going to just be truly honest but it is a strong mayor you have veto power um as long as I think it, it depends on the vote within the uh, the city council, but I have control over the 13, um, what, what do they call it, departments. Um, so it, it, there's a lot of power that the mayor has. And I don't want to say power, I would just say control. But my biggest thing, I want to take a lot of the, the control that these departments have and make it to where the people actually have that control. And one, i got to figure out how to take take that control away from that city council where they just took the, the control away from the people of deciding what happens within their city, which, again, I don't agree with. 
be really, really cool to have uh, someone in that role who is literally and constantly speaking out for the people instead of, you know, I know better than you and follow me along. So I think that's really, really cool. It's very exciting. Uh, go ahead and give your website again in case people want to get involved early on and help you get some momentum here. I know I will be donating to your campaign. I, I'm happy to say that. If it's not a primary, I don't know why I can't say that. Maybe I shouldn't. I'm Republican National Committee man. There are other Republicans running, <laughs> right? Uh, everybody down here is running on affiliated. So honestly, I can't tell you who's Republican okay. and who's not. Well, good, good. Then maybe I, maybe I can don't have to keep my mouth shut. But I can always write a check. So. Um, count on me, hopefully being one of your first. I hope you get many. The website, again, is what? Digformayor.com. It's really simple. i just say this, man. You have given so much of yourself in uh, your heroism in Benghazi and all of the years prior. And I know you've spent a lot of time sharing that story and trying to keep uh, people understanding just the, just how poorly our government responded to that and and just all of the corruption and uh, what a horror it is so for you to pick up the mantle and throw this in uh, pretty darn cool well, i admire it and i appreciate it brother yes sir one day i'll have to come back on and i'll have to fill you in on the new book that came out and the new information i learned yeah well I, you know what i'm glad you mentioned that because we teased that on this show um so i think i was doing mornings then but we teased that some time ago uh, you talked to connected me with the author, I think, and we never followed yep. up. So let's make sure that happens oh, okay. as well. Yeah, very, very yeah. important. Well, God, yeah, it's totally not what people think. I, it, what I didn't, I can't believe what they did to us. Well, anytime you want to tell that story, um, heck, including tomorrow night, if you want, I'm guest hosting for Backbone Radio four to seven, but. Maybe you're focused on the okay. campaign. Maybe that's time for another day. What What's your pleasure there? No, I'll do it because, again, knowing what truly happens in a situation is important. So I'll, I'll come on and I'll, I'll do it between four. Just tell me the time and I'll do it. Sounds good, man. All right. Well, I hope to see you soon. Sounds like I'll be talking to you tomorrow. God bless and good luck. Really do appreciate your service and now what you're doing. Um, just can't say it enough. So God bless you. Tig Tigan, tigformayor.com. Uh, wouldn't that be cool, the new mayor of Colorado Springs? God bless you, sir. Thank you, sir. All right. Uh, we're late, 724. Phone lines are wide open. Now's your chance if you want to squeeze in. I know we've had some calls, and uh, we just haven't taken them. 303-696-1971. 696-1971. We will be right back. Uh, another little update on Project Veritas and their expose against Pfizer. And now the efforts from YouTube to cover that up. Wait till you hear some of this audio. We've got that for you next as well. Stay with us here. 710 KNUS. It's just the memories that songs like that conjure up for me. And if, if you're in my age range or you live the rowdy, partying, fast driving early drop out of school, you know, at 15 and go live your life, life that I did, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So good to have you here, though, at 730. We've got about a half an hour left in the show and so many things I wanted to talk to you about. Was not expecting this particular show to get so guest heavy with uh, Ronna McDaniel. She popped up available at the last minute and um, and, you know, she wasn't dodging me or anything. They actually had a family, a loss in their family. And um, 
So it had to get her on, though, because we've got to all work together moving forward. And I thought she did a terrific job explaining some things that people just don't necessarily get to hear. And then I sure as heck didn't know that uh, my good buddy Steve Laffey was going to throw his hat in and is officially in as the second candidate, the second contestant for the Republican nomination for president in 2024. And it's just too easy to take up a full hour with that guy. That was fantastic. And then I had planned to have my buddy John Tig Tigan on to talk about his race for mayor. Wouldn't that be something? I mean, just how sick are people of the status quo and the same old politicians and the same old broken promises with the same old crappy results? Really, really fun. But we've got a few minutes now and some things that I want to share with you. And the good thing for me is some of the things that have been on my heart for this weekend that I may not get to tonight, um, I will be back tomorrow to guest host Backbone Radio. So we'll have three good hours. Was not planning any guests tomorrow night, but uh, when Tig Tigan said there are new revelations about Benghazi, uh, since he's one of the heroes from Benghazi, obviously I think that's worth sharing with you guys. So if you're not a Backbone Radio listener, I hope you'll become a new one and join us tomorrow night, 4 to 7 p.m., when I guest host. I will not be here next week, by the way, not at all. And uh, really cool, though. My dad, as many of you longtime listeners know, was uh, – 93 years old. He uh, got bone cancer at the end of his life. It was uh, actually prostate cancer that he beat in his 60s and uh, and never bothered him again. And because, you know, he was old, they weren't checking. And he had prostate cancer return in his late 80s, uh, about 89, and it metastasized, metastasized into his bones, into his body. And really shortened his life. He was healthy. He was strong. He was happy. And it didn't cause him a lot of pain. Maybe the last few weeks weren't so great. But um, he really lived a good life. And we made we made some hay, man. We went to uh, World Championship Baseball when the Royals were running for the World Series. We, we didn't actually play the world, go to the World Series, but we saw some playoffs together. We watched Super Bowl 50 together at his home, brought him out to Colorado to hold his very first grandchild. Uh, he would be so happy to know that there are three more now. Well, two and a half more. The third one hasn't been born. Or the fourth one hasn't been born yet. And, uh, but the reason I got, uh, brought that up is because next week, the, the last couple years of my dad's life, maybe a little less than that, uh, we moved him into a private home and it was owned by a nurse who had just taken care of, you know, chronic patients for years and years and years. Super good, super sweet, super smart, 86 years old and nonstop, just strong, works hard every day, keeps her house. I mean, just an amazing human being. So with my dad living there, when I'd go visit him, of course, I was staying there with, in, with the family. And so I got to know Lillian and this weekend, I am flying out to Kansas, be going back down to Pittsburgh for a surprise party at some country club in Pittsburgh, Kansas, for her husband, who I love dearly, for his 100th birthday. His 100th birthday. 
So heck yeah, I'm going to make that happen. And uh, just I was told about it weeks ago. Just <laughs> just got reminded about it. Um, but I looked at my schedule and everything, and and uh, I can make that work. It's going to cause me to miss the show next week. For that, I am very sorry. A couple of things. Did you know CNN had its worst ratings in nine years? Their latest ratings, the worst in nine years. This is how I know we're winning. They're having to, you know, direct TVs, having to cut out Newsmax after they dumped OAN last year, Newsmax this year. Um, just incredible. And, you know, go woke, go broke. They, they can't say they're doing it to save money because they pay much lesser rated liberal channels to be on. They were not paying Newsmax at all. They were just giving them a platform. But they dropped them. And there's a petition out there. I wonder if I wrote down the, the petition. Oh, darn it, I didn't. I'll try and pull that up on the next break just so you know where to go and sign. But I'm literally looking, and I just haven't had time to do it yet. I'm looking at switching from Wells Fargo, where I've been for a good chunk of my adult life because of their new policies on on mortgages where they're going to disfavor white people. Basically, that's what it comes down to. Um, I've had AT&T cell phone service for a hundred years. They own direct TV. They have censored uh, before. They're part of the decision to get rid of OAN, part of the decision to get rid of Newsmax now. And I, I'm just not going to support that kind of discrimination. I, this is, I go back to what I said, this is why I know we're winning. The only way they get away with their crappy policies or pull off some of these illicit elections is by shutting us up and shutting us down. And I'm just not going to send my money to support it. Plain and simple. The China balloons down. So uh, people are going to be speculating. And I, the idea that we Fox news is on now because we have direct TV here in the studio and I can't, Watch Newsmax. So Fox News was on when I came in, still is. And uh, Dan Bongino was commenting. You can just see it on the, you know, the scroller on the bottom. That China has now had the ability with that balloon to map some of our, our most important military sites. It rode right across a pattern where it could do that. Now, I don't know how well... I assume satellite imaging can be, you know, down to the speck on the back, the mole on the back of your neck. So I don't know what they'd gain by bringing a balloon over. I was more concerned because that's how you deliver an EMP. Not expecting one. I don't go to bed worrying about it, get up worrying about it. But I know what they are. I know the damage that they can cause. I know they can be delivered uh, by something like a balloon and that a balloon travels at the ideal height to blow off an EMP. And that would be the would be the end of America. Probably be the end of China as well because we would retaliate. I'm, well, who knows with this feckless leadership. That's why I don't think that they would do it because they would expect a response. But we're not set up for it. We don't have backup power. An EMP takes, up, takes out up to 70% of the power that's produced on the eastern coast, much of that power goes west. Your cars, unless they have an old-fashioned points and spark plug 
distributor cap type system won't run after an EMP goes off. Your phone won't work. Your other electronics won't work. It's like a test run. And I don't like it. And the weakness that it portrays, that's what's so ridiculous. I'm not a warmonger like some like to call people like me who think we need to have a strong defense. But I'm not an idiot either. China's not our friend. They've been stealing from us forever. And we are their target. We are the only impediment to globalism. Only impediment to this guy. This young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, half of this government, are actually young nobodies. You know, I forgot why I don't like that. Let's get rid of that. Let's find a better Klaus Schwab without all that music behind it because it's just too loud. Can barely hear him. New order, new world order guy Klaus Schwab, the globalist. We're the only thing that stands in the way of these people, America. That is. So why would you show such weakness? It's just sick. It's just sickening. All right, we do need to take a break. I think what I'm going to do is bring on, uh, if we can get him, bring on State Representative Scott Bottoms on the other side of this break. He's from HD15. Newly elected, he replaces my good friend Dave Williams down there, down south, and um, he's apparently not very happy about what the GOP, and I was part of this vote, I voted against what happened, this vote that where the GOP imposed its will on El Paso County and said that someone else will run your reorganizational meeting down there. He's none too happy about it, plus he's concerned about what's coming with the Democrat-controlled House and Senate. And he will join us when we return here in just a couple of minutes. 20 minutes to go until 8 o'clock. I'm Randy Corcoran. You're listening to 710 KNUS. We're back, and we've got about 15 minutes left in the show. So here's what we're going to do. Fortunately, tonight is not the end for me. I will be back tomorrow guest hosting on Backbone Radio from 4 to 7 p.m. I hope you will join me then. And we will share with you this Project Veritas, this latest Project Veritas uh, video and audio where they confronted YouTube vice president of the global head of trust and safety, a guy named Matt Halperin, about the fact that uh, YouTube took down Project Veritas's video that we played a chunk of last week here on the show where they confronted an executive, uh, not an executive, uh, one of the inside, uh, you know, uh, for back of a letter, lack of a better word, the mechanics behind the uh, creation of these so-called vaccines, and they got him on tape, and he blew up. And it's frightening what Pfizer is doing. And YouTube didn't like that it was exposed, and they took him down. We will get into that tomorrow on Backbone Radio, along with a host of other things, including, it turns out, the return of John Tig Tigan to apparently there's been some new information that's come out about that fateful day in 2012, September 11th in Benghazi. We'll do that as well, but mostly we'll be focused on taking a whole bunch of your calls. Before we get to our next guest, though, I want to grab a call real quickly. Jack in Wyoming, always love his calls, been holding a while. Jack, welcome. Yeah, Randy, good show. I'm enjoying it, and I'll definitely listen to you tomorrow night. And what I, the reason I called you, it's really very, uh, it's not very important at all. But you, you struck upon two things where you and I have a very strong commonality. 
you're you're uh, stepping away from Wells Fargo, standing on principle. I can't tell you how important that is. When Teresa Hines Hines, you know, became a widow, and she married uh, uh, John Kerry. I never bought Hans, Heinz ketchup or products again after that. Although I, it was soon after that they sold the company. I understand that. But I do the same thing. I do the exact same thing. My, my principles are way more important than, 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 than dealing with people that are just so completely against my principles. And the other area where, we're, where we have a commonality is it struck me funny that you're the only one I know that's got three O's in their last name. And, and then, I, then it hit me that you're the only one uh, I'm the only one that you know that's got three L's in his last name, so we <laughs> can't right. throw rocks. All right, Jack. <laughs> well, call, call tomorrow night. Let's continue the conversation. I want to leave some time for my guest, who also has three O's in his last name. His name is Scott Bottoms. He's the newly elected representative from HD15. He took over for my good friend Dave Williams, and uh, those are some big shoes to fill. So, Scott, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me on. You bet. I uh, I was so glad that uh, that your people reached out to me because you know I was on that Zoom call where the uh, the GOP the Central Committee got together and we had uh, it, it's just ridiculous a very complicated situation. People were given what was it five six seven minutes per side to talk and then a vote was taken and the decision was made to put in a different leadership team temporarily, not replacing. Uh, you know, Vicky down there, Vicky Tonkin's the current chair, but a different set of leaders to run the reorganization campaign, which could include, or the reorganization meeting, which could include uh, her ability or her effort to get reelected if she chooses to run again. What were your thoughts? Well, this is uh, this has been a problem down here in El Paso County for quite a while. We there's there's two groups in El Paso County. There's this. Um, establishment group of republicans they're kind of controlled the thing for a long time and and uh three three couples uh, husband and wife couples and uh and a surrounding group also that are very middle of the road um not well who are, who are we uh, talking about i know we're, we're talking about eli bremer and his wife i assume uh bremer's uh the williams, uh, wayne williams uh, yeah okay wayne williams who's the wife. third uh Brorman's. What? have uh, done a lot. Chuck Broman is okay. also the uh, county clerk. Now he's a county assessor, I believe. And so these are the people that have, you know, they, they count the votes. They do all the stuff. You know, you, you've talked about this on your show. Wayne Williams is the guy that brought the, the uh, Dominion voting machines into Colorado. His wife is the one who approves the money for it at the, at the county commissioner level. I mean, this stuff has been going on for a long time. They they really don't like the fact that some of the things that Vicky has done, which has brought in a strong conservative contingent and really done what a what a chair should do, got a swell of delegates, um, precinct leaders, all kinds of stuff. And these are the things that the Republicans have been wanting to have in for a long time, but they've been stifled by this kind of middle of the road Republican mentality. And uh, that's really what's going on is they're trying they don't like what's happened. They don't like guys like uh, myself, Ken DeGraff, uh, District 22 that have come up and we're saying, hey, we're actually going to be Republicans. And uh, that's that's very dangerous to them because that's what the people want. And it's not what they want. It's uh, it, it's been interesting to watch. They set up this organization called Peak Republicans. I, I really haven't been deeply involved in watching what goes 
uh, on down there. Uh, I did hear Eli Bremer tell a flat-out lie about me, so I'm looking forward to, especially if he runs for something again, confronting him with that. But uh, it just, every time we've been on one of these meetings that involves Vicki Tonkins, there's been a 100 people packed into the room behind her on camera. Um, and somehow or another, the this these groups managed to come up with reasons why she's doing something wrong when she did her sold-out Lincoln Day dinner. Um, Eli hosted a, a different event trying to draw Republicans away. Uh, and it's really been sad. It, it's all, in my mind, been a power play. I will say, though, that um, that I don't live down there and I don't know all the ins and outs and both sides. But you sure as heck do. I mean, you represent a massive, actually much larger district, I think, than uh, than what it was before the redistricting. Yeah, it, it actually and it's a very fast growing part of Colorado Springs. So I'm I'm pushing up toward 100,000 people that I represent now. You-, um, you know, some of the things with the peak Republicans also is. That this is this is that group. The peak Republicans are the people that I mentioned, with a, with a few extra people. But that's actually an LLC trying to come in and take over. They actually rented out the old GOP office in El Paso County and said, "We are now the the Republicans. Don't go to the voted in people that are Republicans. Come to our place now." Vicky was voted in by the people, and and. The state uh, chair on this has really, really overstepped. She's overstepped any kind of authority she has in this. And just just an, an integrity issue, Vicki Tonkins was put in there by the people. Why, why are we trying to override the votes of the people? That, that's the part that is kind of confusing me the most. Well, I know that they hired a lawyer and there's a legal challenge going on because I always questioned, I guess the GOP attorney, Chris Murray, who I do trust, um, I mean, he's really, really good, and he knows his stuff. Uh, said that this was within the power of the central committee. But what I, what concerns me is when you've got these complicated issues, and people can throw out, you know, bombshells or a, a judge, a Denver District Court judge who has uh, her history was as a very left-leaning person, you know, made a ruling that went against Vicky or whatever. People don't get the details. They get sucked into the finger pointing and, oh, well, we got to stop that. It just didn't seem like a very fair process to me. Well, and part of the part of that process, so I was on the, the, the obviously the same call, the Zoom call. And at one point, you know, the, the people are making all kinds of motions and doing stuff. And at one point, uh, they said, okay, everybody that believes in, in the way the rules are written right now, and people just start text, uh, chatting yes and no. There's 300 people on this call, and they're just chatting yes and no. I'm watching this go so fast on the other side, and then the chair says, well, it's obvious that the yeses have it. And I felt like I was in the house again where there's a strong no, but the chair, the Speaker of the House just says, okay, the eyes have it because they're overrun by power. And I thought, this is, you cannot tell that. Even if the yes has had it, there's no possible way she could have told that. And I even tried to make mention of that. And there was dozens of people trying to call for a recorded vote. And she just, she actually uh, turned me off right in the middle of a sentence to ask why we're not doing that. It was, it was really a sham. Yeah, I, I was not impressed with the, uh, with the whole process and, uh, and was really disappointed in the outcome. So it, it just doesn't seem – I'm a people guy. You know, I went to the RNC meeting in Dana Point, California with instructions from the people to vote for change. 
And, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't win that vote. And, and I had Ronna McDaniel on for almost 30 minutes in the first hour because, you know, we need to work with her. We need to win in 20, 2024. But uh, right. uh, I, and just uh, the the Republican Party so often gets co-opted by these moneyed interests or the the consultants who come in and make millions of dollars uh, giving us, you know, losing campaigns for our candidates and all of that. So uh, do you know, is Vicky planning to run for chair again? Um, well, I've had a couple of conversations with her about this, and um, she's told me different things. And so I would rather – I mean, I support Vicky 100%, but I'd rather her tell you that. Okay. Because I don't know – I'll ask her. standing with it. Sure. Yeah. Sure. You know, so, some of the stuff with all of this also is not just like you're saying with these lobbyists or these money people or everything. We, we've got an intrinsic problem that is, that's been in, in the whole state – uh, we see this at the House. We see this in everywhere we go. There's this mentality that the Republicans have had for so long that if we're just really nice, everything will work out. And we, and they kowtow more to the Democrats than they do the Republicans. And then you got this group down here in El Paso County that have been used to so long um, actually being controlled by Democrat thinking that when some people, um, grassroots, stand up and say, this is enough, we're not doing this anymore, they cannot handle it. They will not let that happen. They've got a nice big cash cow. They've got this power. They've got this control, and they don't want the average people to have a voice in that. And that's that's part of the reason I ran. That's part of the reason I know that uh, Representative DeGraff ran because we're tired of this stuff. Talking with Representative Scott Bottoms from HD15 down there uh, in and around Colorado Springs and elsewhere. And uh, it sounds like we need to have you on again and uh, and get more information out for people, especially as we. You know, once we get past these reorganization meetings, we're going to have all these very important. My goodness, you've got a mayor's race in Colorado Springs coming up in April, and uh, and we've got to figure out where our priorities are. the The one thing I guess yeah. that's that's great, Scott, is given the massacre against the establishment Republicans who who uh, really you know ran the races of the candidates that we wound up with. Uh, we've got nothing to lose uh, by fighting our tails off to uh you know reclaim this republican party and return it to its roots as well and then see what really happens because they always tell us you know it's time for us to get on board they never want to get on board with any of the folks who stand up for the platform and the constitution we got nothing to lose now so uh, as far as i'm concerned it's game on we are flat out of time so we're not going to get into the democrat damage being done but i assure you we will have you back on and i appreciate your flexibility in popping on tonight or tomorrow as we were kind of rolling the dice there glad it worked out tonight and i hope you have a wonderful rest of your weekend yeah you too Randy. thanks a lot you bet all right state representative scott bottoms and that does bring us to the end of the show i guess we got time for this we all know the balloon story all around the mulberry bush the monkey chased the weasel the monkey thought was all in good fun Pop goes the weasel. i wonder if we've got time for the finale No more balloon. How 
very, very sad. Okay, don't forget, I'll be back tomorrow guest hosting on Backbone Radio. I need to talk about Tyree Nichols because I hadn't seen the video when I got back on the air last week, and uh, I have now, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about all of this cancel culture and shutdown garbage. And this is coming as a surprise, but we will be joined again by John Tig Tigan, this time in his role as one of the heroes of Benghazi. Apparently, there is some new information there. But in the meantime, really appreciate you being here. Always remember, please never forget, I'm Randy Corcoran. God loves you. So do I. And then always... I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the f*** he wants. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.